Today, as we celebrate United Methodist Women, we have over a hundred women in our congregation that belongs to UMW. We have seven small groups, circles we call them. They are all named after women in the Bible. Our purpose is to know God and to experience freedom through Jesus Christ and to develop with each other and do what we can to participate in the global and local ministries of the Church. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest speaker, Jane Stewart. She attends the Lakewood First United Methodist Church. She has been active in United Methodist Women for over 50 years. She has served on the California Pacific Conference as Spanish language coordinator, a communications coordinator, and is currently the chairperson for the Legacy Campaign Committee. We are happy to have her this morning to tell us about United Methodist Women. Jane? Good morning. It is nice to be with you all here today. Every time I enter this church, I think about the mid-60s when uh, one of my brothers was married here. And uh, it is a beautiful church, and I'm so thankful to be here with you today. My mother was a uh, United Methodist woman. She was the wife of a Methodist pastor. She had seven children. And she spent her lifetime dedicated to her Lord and Savior. The most joyous time of my life, she would say, is serving the Lord through United Methodist Women. One of the many unique and most endearing qualities about her was her extraordinary ability and way of telling Bible stories. She could portray any story, any Bible story, better than any Cecil B. DeMille feature film. And if you don't know who Cecil is, <laughs> ask your grandparents. <laughs> In an age of black and white, her stories were always technicolor. As a child, I could just close my eyes and listen to her voice, and I would find myself transported in time, dropped right smack in the middle of the Bible. I cannot tell you how many times I stood in the Valley of Elah, one of my favorite stories, and I would look up at the most ugliest, tall, uncircumcised, I didn't even know what that meant, but it didn't matter because it had to be something awful. I could see it in her face, and she would describe him to a T, and finally I would have to turn to the right and see my David standing there before me. I was so blessed to not only hear her stories, but to be able to see them in my own childish way. All the little details that were weaved into Scripture that would have taken me years of Bible study to be able to incorporate them into my Rolodex of Bible knowledge. She never tired of telling those stories, 
and I never tired of listening. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> our scripture today reminds us that God wants us to tell our stories to our children, his stories. We are to tell and retell time and time again so as not to memorize data. It is to inspire faith and obedience and hope in the Lord, lest we forget his faithfulness and his great love for each and every one of us. We are to encompass the past and pass on his stories from generation to generation. We are to be a living legacy. In 2019, United Methodist Women will be celebrating 150 years in mission. We are presently halfway through a five-year campaign that leads up uh, to our legacy date of 2019. And it encourages us to tell our story all our stories, stories about our foremothers, how we are, were organized, what we have accomplished, and what are our goals that we are setting for future United Methodist women. One goal has already been set, and that was the establishment of a legacy fund, which is an endowment for United Methodist women that will ensure uh, the continuation of ministries worldwide into the next 150 years. In March of 1869, women of the Methodist Episcopal Church organized for mission, and they called themselves Women's Foreign Missionary Society. And this was in an era where women and children were legally classified as chattel, non-persons, women who had no voice because of prejudice and limitations of cultural attitudes, not just in society, but in our own churches. Women, Clementina Butler and Lois Parker, were wives of Methodist missionaries uh, in India who had come home for a furlough, and they felt the call of Jesus to do something to help their sisters in India, not fully understanding that their extraordinary faith and vision of love would be the beginning of an organization that today is the largest woman's faith-based organization. Just eight women those two and six others began this organization operating on a budget of two pennies and a prayer. Today, we are over 800,000 members, and our annual budget is $17 million. What a legacy they have left us. What a story for us to tell and to retell. The word legacy in the dictionary is defined as a gift by will, especially of money and other personal property. But legacy can also include leaving something 
of oneself, non-tangible, that lives on forever. That is what our predecessors did, and that is what my mother did. Women have played a unique role throughout history. The Bible is filled with women named and unnamed that have stepped out in faith, knowing the, not knowing the in, impact of their lives thousands of years later. In the Old Testament, we can read about Deborah, the only woman in Israel to become a judge. Who was she? There's only two books in Judges about the story of Deborah. What made her so outstanding that God gave her that job? Did you know she was a wife? Did you know she was a mother? How in the world did she juggle this job that was not easy and being a wife and a mother? I think she was a UMW myself. <laughs> the fact that we're not told these little details may be significant. It may be because to her and to the writer of Judges, Deborah herself was not the emphasis. Her usefulness to God and to the nation of Israel was what mattered. What is your usefulness, and are you using it to serve God? The fact that she could keep that perspective, rather than thinking about her position, who she was, what she did, is probably the reason God used her in a unique way. Even after their victory in Sisera, when it would have been so tempting to take just a little bit of personal credit, no, not Deborah. She chose instead to sing a song of praise to the Lord. The Bible records several other women that held leadership positions. Deborah is just one of them. God can choose anyone to lead people, young or old, even women. Have you ever wondered what God's plan is for you? Are you thinking, oh, I'm too young, I'm too old? But Deborah's life challenges each and every one of us in several ways. She reminds us of the need to be available both to God and to others. Are we listening? She encourages us to spend our efforts on what we can do rather than worrying about what we can't do. Are we visionaries? Deborah challenges us to be wise leaders. She demonstrates what a person can accomplish when God is in control. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. First line of the UMW purpose states that we are to be a community, not a person, a community of women whose purpose is to know God. 
Our work in mission revolves around God. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are to live out our faith in acts of justice and mercy. And as United Methodist women, we become a sanctuary for the marginalized, the abused, the unseen, and we always walk with God. When you become a member of United Methodist Women, you're not just joining another woman's organization who has bake sales and potlucks. You transition into a fellowship of women of faith who are focused on God to lead them to fight for justice for all and to seek wholeness for ourselves and for others, especially women, children, and youth. Yesterday, I was very fortunate to attend the first event about Limitless. What is Limitless? That's what I said. Limitless is a new facet, for lack of a better word, of United Methodist Women. They are young women in action, young women seeking to find themselves and see themselves as God sees them, not as the world does, that puts them down because they do not conform to their standards of perfection. They are strong, they are daring, outstanding leaders, challenging the status quo and bringing forth hope, love, justice, and transformation. Big words for young women. Their age focus, 14 to 40, quite a gap. With a life mentoring program. What a jam-packed day that was. I was tired. <laughs> we had fellowship, singing, praise, and then we had communion. And then we went into worship. And it worked. It was beautiful. I can tell you this, that I have been a United Methodist woman for over 50 years. And I learned a lot from these young women. The Lord was definitely in that building. One of the questions asked of us in the workshops, because we had workshops as well, uh, the one was led by a deaconess, Jeannie Rose Smith. She is a campus minister. Wesley Foundation serving in UCLA, at UCLA. How can we offer Christ to a non-believer when we're living around a world of utter chaos? When we are struggling with so many world issues at home, at work, at school, and even in the church that seems to be crumbling around the edges. She used an acronym, CHRIST. 
C for compassion, H for hope, R for relationship, I for inspiration, S for solidarity, T for truth. How did these young women get so smart? (laughs) Many of us look at the younger generation, including myself, thinking they don't measure up. Well, yeah, they don't measure up to our standards. But I was so proud of these young women. I had goosebumps just putting on this event totally by themselves was amazing. Offering two fabulous workshops, finding a deaconess to come speak, and a facilitator from the General Board of Global Ministries. Wow. I wonder if I, we, could have done that at their age. Two women in their early 20s giving their testimony of how they came to the Lord and what UMW has done for them. What are we doing to help them with their spiritual growth? This is their beginning. They are part of UMW. They are our legacy. What will their legacy be? Here's a new phrase I learned from them. UMW, don't give others a voice to speak. They already have it. We just provide a space for others to use their voice. Isn't that beautiful? And quit calling us the future. We are today. I encourage all of you to support UMW. We're out there, not just here in Long Beach, in California. We're nationwide. We are global, and our work is important. We do make a difference. Get involved if you're not a member. Discover the many areas that we are working in and making a difference. Attend our events. Come and learn. Yeah, I've been to one. I didn't like it. Yeah, I've been to a movie. I didn't like it. Didn't stop me from going back, right? Yeah, I went to see my favorite team play. They lost, but I still went back. Come and hear. Tell and retell our stories. Listen to the voice of God who calls each and every one of us. Discover your own vision of love and share it with the world and leave your own personal legacy. Thanks be to God. Amen. RUMW Women supports several local missions, projects like Toberman Neighborhood Center in San Pedro, where they provide after-school sports and classes and projects for the children, support for families in need, food, shelter, backpacks for school with supplies, help in getting a place to stay if you're homeless, job preparation, many things. 
We also support the Arcadia Methodist Hospital Auxiliary. In fact, one of the chaplains is coming in June to talk to us, and we're going to be collecting small teddy bears and small animals to give the children when they come into the trauma centers. We support the South Coast Interfaith Council with food and preparation for supplies. We support the David and Margaret Home, a home for girls age 8 to 18. Other missions in other countries, along with the West District of UMW. Our World Thank Offering, which we give throughout the year, goes for national and international UMW missions. Our call to prayer and self-denial gives to missionaries' retirements or special projects that need funding. And we help with Get on the Bus Project, which they are collecting for today out on the porch during the coffee hour. We have a special reading program where we learn about social justice issues, education on mission projects, nurturing for the community, spiritual growth, trafficking, unfair labor practice, and, of course, immigration issues. If you wish to help, even in a small way, we have seven small groups, circles we call them, that meet once a month. All the circles are named after women in the Bible, and we have three groups that meet in the evening for a light snack or dinner at a restaurant for our working women or women who are busy with children during the day. So we would like to invite you to join us as a UMW woman. Just let me know Jan Hale or Betty Reynolds or Bargo Berdanis or any of the older women or call the office of the church. We'd love to have you join us. Thank you.